0: Now, let's get to this week's episode.
1: Today, let's talk about five things holding dentists back from achieving their potential. Before we get into all these things with T-Bone, I'm going to review the five things we're going to talk about today that hold dentists back from achieving their potential. Mindset, team, patience, dental insurance, and competition. So T-Bone, what are you thinking about all these things holding dentists back?
0: Well, I think um, we always have to look at it. We have to self-assess where we're at and who we are and how things are going, okay? So that is overall what we're doing. And so, look, none of, none of the things we're going to talk about today are earth-shattering or groundbreaking, but they're great reviews. So as you're driving your car, as you're walking, hopefully doing some exercise, <laughs> which I could use a little bit more of, um, you're starting to think about these and you're really looking in the mirror at yourself and seeing what, can be, what you can do better to get to the next step.
1: So the first thing with the clarity in who you are and where you want to be, where do you see that?
0: Yeah, so when we talk about self, okay, uh, the, the most important thing in self becomes your mindset, okay? Uh, And your mindset, who you, you know, your, how you project yourself. And this is something I struggle with, correct? Yes. You you know, it's I absolutely. I come in. I think
1: everyone a little bit. You
0: know, I come in, I'm, I wear myself on my shoulder. I wear myself what, how I'm feeling very vocally. And I think it sets the tone for things.
1: For people and the day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Not just your team members, your family members, people around you. And and internally it it it's your mindset right it affects how you uh perceive things you know so the first step is you got to get clarity and what do i mean by clarity we've got to figure out who we are and what we're trying to accomplish get clear get clear about what the next step is so for example i let's this i'm going to use a crazy example i want to be a billionaire okay <laughs> You can't be a billionaire until you get to be a 10 millionaire. So you got to figure out what are the steps to get to be a 10 millionaire before you can work through the billionaire. Okay? So setting goals, maybe yeah, and, step and, by step. And setting goals is certainly part of that. But, but what I mean by clarity there is understanding the stage you're in and what it is you're trying to achieve. You know, I, I talk about uh, a mentality of having a short-term focus, a medium-term focus, and a long-term focus. Too often, I see one of two things happening. Either we get so stuck in the short term that we lose sight of where we're going to try to get to, or sometimes we get so focused on where we're going to try to get to, we forget about surviving and just keep moving.
1: And it's probably not as realistic anymore either.
0: Exactly. So that's what I mean by clarity. It's it's figuring out where you want to get. Now, part of clarity or achieving these short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals is the concept of goal-setting. And I think most dentists aren't doing goal setting well enough. And what I mean by that, they're not going deep. They're not going through an action plan of goal setting. So I'll give you an example of a goal that I have. Let's say I want to do 100 implants in 2021, or by, by the end of 2020 even, let's say. And let's say I have six months And I want to do a hundred implants. Well, the truth is, is as you break that goal down, as you go through, you have to start setting specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time-based targets to get them the smart system. And part of that is understanding that if I want to do 10 implants per month, you don't do that month one, maybe month one, the goal is six month two, it's seven month three, it's nine month four, it's 10. And then you set yourself up for success. And then part of it is also saying reverse engineering. If I want to do six implants this month, then I need to talk to 50 patients about it. Because of the 50 I talk to, half will be interested. Of the half I talk to, you know, maybe a quarter will actually do it. So you got to set goals like Bring that. Bringing
1: in your sales funnel here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Bringing yeah. in the sales it really, funnel. It really works for so many things. It but. does. And,
0: and, and part of goal setting is also being realistic, Yeah, you know, about what is achievable and being time-targeted. Right. In other words, you can't look at the end of the year and say, how did I do this year? You have to be looking at it on a regular basis. And the other thing I'll say with goal setting is, honestly, most human beings, most dentists certainly, you can't have but three or four goals for the year. And and that's more than enough.
1: Yeah, or it gets overwhelming. Absolutely. So I think the number one self-mindset uh, is the best probably of holding people back. So let's yeah. move on okay. um, to team.
0: Okay, so team. Wow, where do I, <laughs> where do I start here? Um, look, I I don't think, you know, I think self and mindset affect the team we hire. Yeah,
1: I was gonna, just going to say, and leadership accountability.
0: Yeah, yeah so in you there know, as well. Yeah, so so when you're clear, so let me again, they all build on each other. Right. When you're clear about what type of practice you're going to be. So, for example, if I want to be a boutique practice, then I need to have team members around me who are built for boutique practices, and then I need to be coaching for boutique practices. Right. If I want to be a high volume practice, then I need people around me who are built for hustle.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, so, so you Maybe have some to track stars. <laughs> you have to understand that. So, so the clarity comes in about when you're defined who you want to be and what you want to be, you've got to transfer that to your team members. That That's one of it, okay? The second part, and quite frankly, the most important part, and probably the hardest part, is holding people accountable. And that that is making mention when things aren't going well. Making, you know, without, you know, and I suffer from this. I have a tendency to let things build up and then I blow yeah. up. Right?
1: Communication.
0: So yeah. communication. And I think... You know, when you, when you start to get it right, people want to please you. People right. want to be a part of something. People want to do well. And basically, we have to give them that feedback so they can do well. You know, th- so that's super important. Part of it is also coaching. You know, how much time do we actually spend coaching team members? You know, like when I threw you into the job of 3D Dentist, yeah. how much time did I actually throw you <laughs> spend with you on what I wanted it to be?
1: None, (laughs) None. right? So that's
0: my own mistake, correct? So how can I expect us to be any different, better or worse, but different than what was not what was what we were before? If I'm not standards, if I'm not telling you, correct? So so that's part of coaching. And part of coaching is holding people accountable, being clear about yourself. And communicating with people, but it's also about setting aside time for that. You have to schedule it, you know, and, and, and the challenge for dentists is our, we're not in control of our schedules. We show up patient, you know, and other people tell us what to do, where to go. And we never schedule the time for that accountability and coaching. So we have to start scheduling the time to, and the saying is, you got to work on your practice, not just in your practice. Yeah. And I know we've heard it over and over again, but we got to do that. Right. And another part of team is do we have enough? Okay. And, y- you know, um, I want people to listen to this very carefully. When we're in a growth phase of any business, you always need more than you don't. And what I mean by that is you're always you're you're you know, so we use the number, the metric, twenty five percent team overhead as the metric. But when you're in a growth phase, when you're trying to climb that growth phase, your your over team overhead is actually gonna be a little bit higher because you you should be you should be ahead of the curve in hiring people. So for example, as we try to grow three D dentists, we can try to do it all ourselves. Yeah. Okay, but that's going to hinder growth, correct? So instead, we need to bring somebody on to prepare for that future and accelerate that future. And
1: sustain that growth.
0: Absolutely. So that so so we have a tendency to become short term minded, cheap minded uh, and not be folk forward focused on the right number of team members.
1: I think we see that a lot with the sleep apnea. Yes. With assistants saying, oh, they can do it all, I can do it all, I can do clear aligners, yeah. I can do sleep, I can assist full time, and then they can't figure out why their sleep isn't taking off.
0: Right, because you've, so you only time. have so much bandwidth, right? right? And the last thing I'll say on team is, I think people, people get stuck in the, I gotta find the right person mm-hmm. mentality, and I prefer for people to be a little quick to hire, but quick to fire, Yeah, You know, because at the end of the day, when you meet somebody, they're going to be on their best behavior. Right. Okay. And you'll know within two, three weeks if they're your culture and then cut it, you know. So don't be like, oh, I got to look. I got to keep finding the right person because you never know who the right person is. You can honestly train the right person. Well, I can trick you. Yeah. That's how I got married. (laughs) You know, I, I how I got married to Mona, right? And we're all
1: still here, too. We've right, been tricked. You
0: exactly. continue to be tricked. So I think that's pretty much all I've got yeah. on the team side of things.
1: Okay. So, so far, for five things holding Dennis back from achieving their potential, we have self-mindset, we have the team, and third of all, we have Patience.
0: Well, of course, once you get clear about who you are, once you have the right team, now we got to start having patience, okay? Yeah. And by patience, I don't mean patience. Yeah. I mean like physical, yeah. <laughs> you know, consumers, the patients. The people that walk through right. the door. And so, so, so much of that is about having a good patient mix, yes. okay? And I think with what we've seen go on in our world recently and how that's affected our offices and our practices, now more than ever, it's an important time to have a broad mix Yes, of patients. And, and it's a, it's a key lesson that over time we have a tendency to niche, 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 niche as things are good. But then when, when things get a little tough, we have to broaden our base. So I always, I always promote and preach that 70% of your practice should be general dentistry by volume, not necessarily by revenue, but by volume. So that way, when things do come up, we have a good mix of patients to fall back on Uh and to pluck pick and choose from as well so we got to have a good patient mix and that's from young to old that's from male to female that's from general dentistry to advanced dentistry and emotional dentistry you got to have a good patient mix there the second part of patients is is a communication how are we communicating with them what are we saying the words that we use, the tone that we use, the environment that we create, you know, your office communicates the way it looks. Do you have old carpet? Do you have, you know, a fresh coat of paint? I'm not saying build a Taj Mahal. I'm right. just saying modern,
1: clean, modernized. Yeah, yeah.
0: even clean. Mo- yeah. like even modern is not necessary to right. a certain degree, right? Yeah. Some of the most beautiful buildings that look like the 1800s, yeah. right? But right. they're clean, yeah. right? They're not cluttered. Right. and things like that. So so your environment communicates to your patients. The words we use communicates to the patients. The things we wear and dress mm-hmm. communicate to the patients. Are your team members dressed the same? Are your, is your logo on your apparel? Are you wearing the same coats? Is there continuity from the front to the back to the marketing that you provide? You know, all of these things are part of communication and how we communicate to patients, Part of one of the things I teach in our case acceptance programs is diagnosis so that patients can say yes to the best. You know, that's part of communication and diagnosis as well. And I talk about the right demographic. And what I mean about having the right demographic of patients isn't about rich or poor. It's about making sure that the messaging, the marketing that you're doing, is marketing the type of procedures you want to do. So, for example, I want to do more implants. Okay, right. mm-hmm. so why would I put out an ad for a ninety-nine dollar new patient exam? Right. Does that say anything about dental implants? No. Right. So, for example, Piper's the, the restaurant. Why would they put out an ad for people to do drive through drive de- through restaurants? They right. don't have a drive through, correct? Right. So, oftentimes we're doing generic marketing when we're looking for a certain Specific. type of procedure. And yeah. again, that comes back to the clarity and the mindset. That I talked about in, in, in point number one is knowing who we are, having the team on board, but then also marketing that to the patients. So the patients are coming in. What's on your walls? Right. You know, do you have pictures of fish and antlers yeah. and deers <laughs> on the wall or do you have pictures of dentistry? And what type of pictures of dentistry do you have? The subliminal marketing, that whole thing that I talk about, what's on your walls, what what messages are you subliminally sending to your patients? You know, all of those things really play into really creating the right environment so your patients, uh, so you can thrive with your patients.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I also think that the team and yourself, which goes back to mm-hmm. one and two, attracts your patients. Absolutely. So... That wraps that up.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So for
1: five things holding dentists back from achieving their potential, we have yourself, mindset, and clarity, team members, coaching them along the way, patients, having a broad patient mix, and then we have dental insurance.
0: (laughs) Right. Everyone's favorite. Well, maybe right now they like it. Yeah, yeah,
1: as it continues to come in.
0: Right. So, um, you know, dental insurance is a double-edged sword. Right. Right. Like, Meredith, you were my assistant for a while. Yes. Did you like dental insurance? No. <laughs> Did you like the questions that patients asked about no. dental insurance?
1: People are too insurance focused. Right. But it is nice to have as a backup, as a way well, to you encourage have, you people. Well, you have
0: health insurance, correct? Yes. Would you go to a, a family physician that takes your health insurance or doesn't take your health insurance? That takes it. Right, of course, yeah. right? So ultimately, it's a double-edged sword, yeah. right? We have to learn to live with it. Okay, but it's no different than letting the inmates run the asylum. I have to learn to live with my three kids (laughs) and who they are. Right. right? But I can't let them run our house. Right. Okay, so the same thing with dental insurance. We have to learn to live with it, but we can't let it run who we practice and how we practice. We can't let it overcome the clarity of who we're trying to be. Insurance is a way to get there. Now, for some, insurance is everything. Right. It is their practice, and yeah. that's okay. But for, for people like me and probably the vast majority of our listeners, they're, they're interested in minimizing their dependence on insurance. I didn't say eliminate, but minimize their dependence on insurance. <clears throat> and what I mean by minimize is, in other words, the, it starts with the communication from the team. Stop saying things like, your insurance will pay for that. Yes. Okay, or I think your insurance covers that. You or
1: know. you're out of insurance. Or Do you're not out ever of tell a patient yeah. they're running out of benefits.
0: Well, you're running out of your credit limit. I mean yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you need to stop spending. Right. No, they no. don't tell you that. <laughs> no, they don't, right? So, you know, it's part of it's the mindset that goes with that, correct? Yeah. Is is <clears throat> what I try to train our team is we don't bring up insurance unless they bring it up. So I'll give you a good example. Okay. Because I know I know what you're thinking as you're listening. You if you don't bring it up. Then how do they know? And then they come there expecting it to be free. So it's simple. Every time we make an appointment, there's two pieces of information we have to give our patient. One is how long they're going to be in the office, and two, how much that appointment costs. So Meredith, if I, if I told you your next dental visit was $300 and you're going to be here about an hour, what would your, what would your question likely be?
1: Is my insurance going to cover Great. any of that? So did I bring that up? <laughs> no.
0: No, but I I put the number out there. So from my end, there should be no surprises to you if you don't bring up insurance and whatever it is that when you come in, you know how much something is going to cost. So and then if you when you bring up the insurance, I can say, yeah, Meredith, I'm glad you brought that up. We work with most dental benefit plans. Depending on your insurance, you know, we'll be able to determine how much you have to pay up front out of pocket.
1: And once this becomes a norm for your patients and they've started to trust you, mm-hmm. you say your appointment's going to be $300 and most of them say, okay, great, I'll see so, you then.
0: Right, because they, they come to know and right. expect it. And so take the time to train your team members to, it's simple. It's, it's, you always tell them with any time you make an appointment, two things, how much, how long you're going to be there and how much that appointment costs, yeah. not how much out of pocket it is, right. how much that appointment costs. Okay, so that way, especially on your hygiene and your patient exams, let patients know, Meredith. This visit, your initial visit is three hundred and twenty-six dollars. Yeah, oh, because it's automatically going to bring it up, and if the patient doesn't bring it up, that means they they know they got to pay three hundred and twenty-six dollars that day. Yeah, so so I think that's a great way to minimize dependence on insurance uh, to take care of that. Now, another way to um, minimize. Your, your need for dental insurance, again, not eliminate, but minimize, is to have a diverse procedure mix. In other words, do lots of things where insurance plays less and less a role in it. Right. You know, the truth is, is we do some, some cases that are eight to $10,000. How much does insurance play a role in something like that? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career, just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode.
1: So little that it's not even worth right. so taking I, the time. A thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. Right.
0: So at some point, in, don't get me wrong. A thousand dollars is a lot of money. Right. Uh, I mean, I'd love to get a thousand dollars to pay towards anything I get. Right. But at the, at the end of the day, the person that's willing to say yes to six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand right. dollars worth of treatment. $1,000 $1, isn't going to
1: stop them. It's right. not going to get in the Use way. Use it as a rebate. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to get in the way. So having a diverse clinical mix that allows you to raise your fee level, okay? In other words, the cost, to the, the total, total. Treatment, total treatment plan value to your patients is super important. Another way to minimize insurance dependence, sedation. Like, I right. still shocks me that less than 25% of dentists provide oral sedation in their practice.
1: We wish we could sedate all of our patients. Yeah, I, I, want them, I
0: want to be sedated right <laughs> yeah. now, sitting here yeah. with you. I'm kidding. But, um, you, you know, because what happens with sedation is then, and, and what's amazing to me, our patients that we sedate never balk at paying for the sedation. Never. The, no, the, I was
1: just going to say that. Nobody that has a sedation appointment, they're so thankful for the sedation, they don't even complain about how much the dentistry costs. Right,
0: because they're like, I'm, I'm yeah. finally happy I found a place. And then you combine that with you know, the next step here, the payment plans, you right. know, now you have a place that, that does sedation to make it easier right. for you and less afraid. We take your insurance, okay, we're insurance friendly, and then on top of that, we allow you to make payments and... And it's a win-win situation.
1: And they usually want to do more treatment because they're already asleep. Right, exactly. And they don't have to pay
0: again. And they don't want to miss another day of work, right? So sedation is a phenomenal practice builder. Payment plans, as we just mentioned, are a great way. And one last thing that I haven't done yet, that's something that we're looking into, uh, are membership plans. Mm -hmm. In other words if you 're trying to move away from you know being more dependent on insurance, maybe you start catering to people that don 't have insurance by right. offering your own membership plan yeah. so where you can start attracting people that don 't have benefits but yet let them have some of the some of the benefits of having dental insurance by lowering fees and including some of their cleanings with the membership plans i don 't know a lot about the membership plan side of things, but I know that a lot of my friends and I, I hear more and more about membership plans in dental offices
1: and that kind of relates back to your patients and getting the right demographics and the people you want who would be paying for their treatment
0: so So it all goes together you know right
1: it all relates back so the five things holding dentists back from achieving their potential we've gone over the self-mindset the team the patients and now the dental insurance so lastly we have the competition yeah so Yeah. I, I know it's... <laughs> and by competition, we don't mean the lady at the store that turned your magazine around. <laughs> no,
0: that's, that, but that's part of competition, <laughs> right. right? I don't know if I've told you guys the story. I was at the Harris Teeter, and we do a, uh, we do a nice 16-page uh, marketing brochure from Gilliard Marketing. And um, it's on the grocery store racks in yeah. the free magazine section. And it's done very well for us in our practice. Um, but I went in there one day, and a lady came out to me. I came up to her and said, you look familiar. But you're, you're much darker in real life than on the magazine. I go, that's lighting and makeup. Yeah. But, um, and it's summertime. But um, she said, every day there's a dentist that comes in here that turns that around. Yeah. They must hate you. I go, they probably do. But yeah. part of competition is embracing right. it, mm-hmm. right? We have to embrace that at the end of the day, we're a business. Right. We compete with our fellow brother and sisters, okay? Yeah. We, like, for example, when you were at Piper's, you competed with what's the place across the street? hibernian, hibernian right. you compete yeah. you may be friendly you may be right. all those things but at the end of the day you compete right. so we got to embrace that we're competitive It doesn't mean that we have to be underhanded or right. sneaky or any of those things but we have to embrace it and part of embracing it is a concept that i tell people that people buy from people okay right. we we don't buy because I'm convinced that nobody buys because you sell it for ninety nine cents and I sell it for $1.15. dollar fifteen. Right. I no. don't think it matters. No. I don't think it matters that my fee is ninety nine dollars and your fee is seventy nine dollars. Right. I just don't think it matters. It only matters when we don't provide a person right. behind it. Right. So people buy from people. They'll pay more and they'll accept less if you if you put a brand behind it. And that's where I talk about personal branding. I'm a big believer. And personal branding. I've built my entire career, right. professionally speaking, around personal branding, the whole T-bone and the whole podcast and 3D dentists and, and being visible. That's all personal branding at right. the end of the day. It's not about this lifestyle marketing. That's not what I'm personally into, but it's more about that helping and here's and being open and honest. So So I'm gonna give some examples of what dentists can do to personal brand. Number one, every time you put out a post, it should have your logo, your website address, and phone number on it. It should never go out without a simple frame around the photograph. Number two, every time you put something out, it should fit your clarity or who you're trying to be. That's personal branding. And the personal branding part of it, the most important part, is that if you want to be known for implants, then 80% of what you put out there needs to be about implant dentistry. It needs to be about your cases and what you're doing. And it doesn't need to be the high and mighty, look at me, how great I am, but look, answer people's questions. Think about what do people, if I asked you, Meredith, what would you search for if you were looking for dental implant on Google?
1: The best. Okay, so best, best. best dental implants in Raleigh, correct?
0: Right. So then write an article about how do you determine who's the best implant dentist in Raleigh. Yeah. So write that article. That'll help with SEO. That's what people search. It's a concept I learned from a gentleman by the name of Marcus Sheridan. It's called They Ask, You Answer. He has a wonderful book that you can buy on Amazon that walks through that. It addresses the cost. It addresses, you know, your competitors. You know, how many times have I told patients, or you've heard me tell patients that, hey, here's another dentist that you can go to that does beautiful work. And they want you even more, right? right? So that's the same thing. It's about embracing your competition. Yes. Because at the end of the day, I want patients to go to good people. Right. So it's, it's all of that. And personal branding is, is showing your work. Okay. Right. Letting people know that you exist because if people don't know you exist, they don't, they don't go for you. Yeah. Like what makes Ben and Jerry's ice cream better than Briar's?
1: Because it's called Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> or
0: because they branded right. their social activism. Yeah. And all they have of that. a
1: story you can go sit at. It they tastes have a, better in they have person. a story. Right.
0: Right. And what is your practice story? Yeah. You know, Where did you come from? How does it benefit them? You know, don't lead with your practice. Lead with the patient, but also bring them back in so they understand who you are and what you're about. And make make it a goal for every week to put out some content about your, you know, to your patients from your office so that you, the dentist front and center even for associates i tell associates you need to build your personal brand they look at me like i'm crazy like they have no the idea what i'm talking about and and you you even when you don't own you're building that personal brand you want the community to know you whoever the dentist is right. you know know you i tell my own my associate partner dr fisa that i say listen build your brand yeah. maybe you're here seven years from now as a partner maybe you're not here But take this opportunity to build your brand so that you set yourself up for success moving forward.
1: Yeah, and I would even argue that some of our patients, most of our patients don't even know you as T-Bone, 3D Dentist, T-Bone Speaks Podcast. They know you as Dr. A, who tries to work out with us, who tries to feed us all the time, who um, does a free day in the community, who does a ton of implants, who has great transformations online. Testimonials of people talking about how comforting and great he is. They know nothing about this
0: the, what, dental the, icon that what what, these what, what, people know. What our listeners know, right? right? And they and I hear that so but often. but that's
1: what you've built for that brand. And people don't even call it Raleigh Dental Arts; they call it Dr. Agarwal's office. Right. So, so that's because that's you behind it.
0: Yeah, you know, so so I think it's super important. Personal branding is not this lifestyle marketing right. event. It, it's right. about letting people know that. You are an expert, not yeah. the expert, but an expert yeah. in your field and, and just answering people's questions, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever it is that, com- you know, how much does an implant cost? Right. You know, why do implants fail? What's the difference between this implant versus this implant? These common questions that people have are great things that we can be answering for our customers by video. Mm-hmm. And then that video can be transcribed into an article. That video can be posted on YouTube. It can be posted on your website. It can be posted on Facebook. It can be posted on Instagram. It can post posted on LinkedIn. That, you know, your the, the transcription can be posted on your website. It can be found by Google. It just creates this entire circle. Before you know it, people are like, God, I keep seeing this person everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Right. And and that's that's part of it. Right. You know, and, and that is the personal branding that I'm talking about. And that's how you stand out for your competitors. Because at the end of the day, how many people have how many dentists are by the way on our block?
1: Like sixty?
0: Like yeah. like not let's say if take yeah. let's how about our within a hundred feet of our office.
1: Oh, six, uh, S- probably at least forty.
0: Yeah. So so there's there's six dentists on our corner. Yeah. And there's the fifty to sixty within a quarter on mile. Yeah. yeah, Oh, not even on Creedmoor. I'm talking about within a yeah. quarter to half a Sh- mile Sh- of Sh- us, Sh- right? Oh yeah. And how many of the practices have CEREC or have Cone Beam or have we treat our patients well. Yeah. You know, they all do that. Right. I, I would you know. have guessed, I would hope at least have. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and they do, right? Right. So, so and I then, think
1: everyone does pretty well around this. For the I don't think part. anyone's hurting around I don't us. know what they're doing, yeah. you
0: know, but, but what really separates people are the people. Right. Right. I always say, we did a podcast yeah. uh, a few episodes ago about the number one product in your office is the, the people. people. And people, personal branding is about the people right you know i you know as you've seen me do with gabe i keep trying to put out something about each team member every week right. so that people when they're coming to the office they they know you know right. they say oh i, I read about yeah. you you like peanut butter ice cream yeah. or dr a he loves that good berries yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna bring him some good berries you know
1: psa don't bring dr a good <laughs> berries <laughs> so
0: I, I, uh, maybe i'll move over to two roosters yeah. <laughs> now. so so yeah, that's uh, okay. pretty much on the competition, embracing it, developing your brand so that you can stand out from the crowd.
1: So once again, today with T-Bone, we went over five things holding dentists back from achieving their potential. One, we have the self-mindset, two, the team, three, the patients, four, dental insurance, and five, and lastly, the competition.
0: Absolutely. If I'm telling you, if you don't take anything out of this, if you get clear, take a moment, to understand who you are and what you're trying to be, many of these things will start falling into place. And it's, it's, if you can define who you are and what you want to be in a minute, you're not going, you're not digging deep enough. You got to look at it and spend some time and really ask yourself tough questions and really start defining what that means and why you want to do that and how that affects your life. And where do you want to go from there? And what, you know, when you achieve that, what does that look like? And that's, that's what it takes to really define who you want to be and what you're trying to be about. So I, I would say that would be the number one and most important thing. And that's why it's number one yeah. on our list. And
1: I think share it with your team members because their support, I think, is a lot more than you would think.
0: Yeah. And, and people just want to know where right. they're headed. Right. Nobody wants to get on a train to nowhere. Yeah. Right. You know. So again, thank you, Meredith, again. And uh, for our listeners out there, do you have questions? Go to www.asktbone.com. We'd love to have your questions. It uh, is the sustenance for the podcast. And then, of course, if you're interested in learning more about our programs and seminars, you can visit 3D Dentists by going to www.tbonespeaks.com. And if you're looking for a great speaker for any of your events, uh, I'm doing up to eight Speaking sessions in 2020, and I have a couple still open. So if you want me to come out to your area, just reach out and let's see if we can make it happen. Hey, podcast family, T Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. Let's get to this week's episode.